Hello, it's a new day in the workroom. Welcome along. Get yourself comfortable. Get yourself a nice, maybe, you know, granola bar or something, healthy snack. Bubbly sparkling water, yeah. <laughs> or a pint of blood. Oh, with garlic delicious. Mm. Something like that. Mm, tasty, tasty. <laughs> Today, we're going to be, uh, later on the show, we're going to be discussing Drag Race Canada, episode three. But for now, we're going to be chatting episode two of Dragula. And we've got a super special guest fresh off his win on Glow Up Ireland. It's Glenn Edward. Thank you for joining Hello, us. Original Irish super monster. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations on your win. Well deserved. Absolutely. Fantastic. And as, as I was saying before we started recording, oftentimes RTE and, and Irish production companies don't do the most magnificent transformation when they're taking an international format. But I think slaps on the back to everyone involved in Glow Up Ireland because the cast was amazing. Presenting were amazing. Judges were amazing. The whole show was captivating. I, I preferred it to the, to the UK one. And I love the UK one as well. I love <laughs> the UK one. So when, I, when it came up the option to be on Glow Up Ireland, I was like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to apply, see what happens, and clearly it worked out for the better, but um, thank you so much. The feminist in me was like, I wish there was a girl in the final, but then the gay man within me, who probably has a louder voice, was like, yay, three gay men in the final. <laughs> <laughs> how how long have you known that you've been the winner? Was it like Drag Race, where you find out on the day, or have you had to lie to all of your friends and family for the last I've months? known for like almost three months now, because we didn't do a Drag Race moment. Okay. We did like a full-on... The winner is the winner and you just have to know. So I lied to a lot of people okay. and like people who knew I'd gotten to the final that like I told because like they knew the run of there. They knew how, like the people I live with, they knew I didn't come home early. So they were like, okay, yeah. they knew the end of it. Um, I just told them all I came third so that I'm, I'd never been in the face off. So I was like, oh, I've never been in the face off. So I have no yeah. idea what this looks like. <laughs> 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 so did you get to watch it with them like live and for them to like be shocked when you didn't come through it yeah i watched it i brought my family and friends to street 66 to watch it because oh, like i was really hoping to have a big party so that i could kind of like disguise it it's like oh just come along for a good time and then i was like just no way i could get all these people in the yeah, one place yeah, yeah. at the same time unless i like live <laughs> <laughs> until i got them in one place <laughs> i worked out yeah <laughs> Oh, very good. So what what are your sort of makeup plans like so now that you're coming out of the show? What are your plans for the next few months? Oh, I, I honestly don't know. It's still kind of like really fresh. But at the minute, I'm working in Morphe mm-hmm. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I got a job on the counter. I'm finally working in makeup full time as opposed to being a maker. <laughs> um, so like, I know, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of seeing where that takes me for the minute. And, you know, posting things on Instagram and building my following and hopefully saying yes to literally anything you offered. <laughs> and it is kind of the perfect time of year to win a makeup-based competition. <laughs> Coming into the sort of like Halloween period of time, do you have like a plan of like amazing looks you're going to be putting out over the next few days? I had like a huge plan for Halloween. I was like, I'm going to do looks every day. I was working on like one shoot where I was doing like a small prosthetic for it and it took me a while to make that. And then like, I started a new job and it's full time. So like I haven't really had time to look. So I just literally did a look in an hour before this. I had to wash it off. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we can confirm still wearing the full look and looks amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I bruised my entire face for it. So it's like, <laughs> I look insane. <laughs> yeah, because I thought what was really good about the show was they really like harnessed the connections of the beauty industry and the different sort of industries as well. Like there must have been loads of people now that like, you know, that you might be able to contact for all the different things and stuff like that. I think that was something that they did really, really well sometimes you kind of look at the UK versions and you're like god look at all those celebrities but they really pulled stuff out of the bag like even Charlotte Tilbury sending in a video like for the finale was fantastic yeah it was kind of crazy to see Charlotte Tilbury come up on the yeah. screen we were like this thing did someone pay a lot of money on cameo <laughs> <laughs> or you were sat there on cameo like who can we get yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of people that you can kind of reach out to like people like J-Mac and stuff like that from who was like you know, blown up since mm-hmm. his season. Yeah. And um, he's great for like asking, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like he's been through it, he can kind of like say, looking back on last year, this is the best approach. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we, we reached out to you and we were, gave you the offer of chatting about Drag Race or Dragula and you chose Dragula. Do you want to tell us why this variety of drag just lures you in so much? I mean, we saw your Van der Van Odd on the on the series, but who, what exactly is it about that sort of drag that pulls you in? When I started drag, I started off obviously as a teenage drag queen. Um, so I was just in, you know, the usual drag. <laughs> but then like as I explored drag, I discovered like the burlesque industry in Dublin and a group called Gorlesque. And I started to like delve into this kind of like, like I got to Rocky Horror every year. So, you know, I was kind of diving into this kind of punky, horror side of performance and that kind of spiraled me into horror drag and like my first ever performance I like covered myself in blood I like I had a slit throat I was like kind of mad and was on the dragon stage of all places oh, wow. so I was like I didn't hear someone looking at the blood all over the stage was like there's there's twinks still in therapy talking about that to this day <laughs> although actually they're not twinks anymore the the dragon is long since dead <laughs> It's just pixie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of like loved that side of drag. And then someone told me about Dragula when it was on like season one. And season one was like a YouTube show, mm. as you know. <laughs> it was like rough. And then season two just went bam and stepped it up. And then three again. And now four is like really blowing out of the water. So like, I just love that side of drag. That kind of like, you can do whatever you want side. And the fact that they like included trans people and AFAB and drag kings before like anybody else really yeah. did in the mainstream platform. Yeah, I think that's happened. that's really the thing for me. I mean, I think that the artistry on it, first of all, it feels like it, the 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 Boulay brothers are much more respectful of the artistry and it's less about kind of like fitting into to like a particular mold, but also it is so inclusive and that's been such a part of the, the brand and such a part of such an important part of it and recognizing the contribution that all those people have made our community over the years by including them and by like giving them a voice and speaking very authentically about the importance of having that that diversity here which obviously you know like next year RuPaul will be out there pretending he invented trans people and they say in every episode every challenge so like we're not going to be judging your drag we're judging your drag as it applies to this challenge and that just like that statement alone is like yes this is what we want to see we don't want someone to be told that their makeup is too much or that their makeup is too little or they're wearing too little clothes or too much clothes we want to be seen this is what your drag is. This is how it works here. And I love that. And of course they have a point of view and they're looking for something special, but I think a, a criticism coming through that lens feels probably better. Like the same way RuPaul wants a certain variety of drag. If he kind of said at the side of it, he's like, I'm just looking for the drag that I think is good rather than claiming that he 
wrote the rules and can clearly define everything that is drag. And if you're not, if he doesn't like it, you're obviously not doing yeah. it well. Yeah. Especially coming from that like club kid kind of point, like Ruth started as like quite club and quite alternative. Mm. And then like someone alternative or club comes onto the show and it's like, what if you wore a blonde wig? <laughs> <laughs> How about Have you considered sequins? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kick into this episode two. Um, the Nosferatu beach party. I don't know who Nosferatu, what, what Nosferatu was. I what? Just, yeah, I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> My God. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bit of education for me. Well, I mean... <laughs> I know it's from 1922. How do you, like? I mean, I mean, it is that is the iconic silhouette. Like that is the iconic vampire silhouette. I thought that was a Dracula silhouette. <laughs> I can't even speak. I'm so <laughs> How do you not know who Nosferatu is? It was kind of like a German expressionist kind of idea of Dracula, but the word Nosferatu is actually used in the book of Dracula because it means vampire in German or Russian or. Well, you, you've heard of Dracula though. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah, that's, the most, that's the most important one. I'm a mainstream bitch, you know what I mean? Like... The judgment is strong. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so it's the Nosferatu Beach Party. It was a really fun opening sequence, I thought. It, uh, like, I think they've done a really good job so in the first two episodes of really setting the, the tone of the episode in those opening tableaus. Oh, I love that the Boulets do this kind of like story in their opening. I, like the season three one was brilliant. Yeah. It was like slowly built up and brought you to a point. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what this is because it seems to be episode specific so far, mm. but usually that always ends up being something. So I'm just like dying to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to, now, I'm, I don't, I can't decide whether I like the fact that they're tying the extermination into the, the kind of the story arc at the beginning because pr- previously they'd been separate. So you had the story running through the beginnings of the episodes um, and then you only got like it sort of seems to tie in at the end and then you had just the exterminations sort of were a bit more random and I kind of like that because it gave them a bit more free reign essentially I'm waiting for Jade Jolie to have her like big sort of reference to drag race um, like extermination I, I, I would love that but if it's <laughs> tied into a specific episodic storyline then they may not be able to be as creative with it but I ultimately I think I'm coming around to it. I'm liking the fact that it's all linking together to, to such an extent. Yeah, I didn't realize straight away it was linked. I like rewatched the episode just <laughs> just in case I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, and I was like, oh, that's they were talking about her. <laughs> that's what I quite liked about it. And the the cast. I mean, there's a good amount of time of the start of the episode of the cast just tearing strips into each other. Like I watched it being like, why did they hate Sigourney Beaver? Like I became incredibly protective over her. Like just in general, like even the first episode, there's like um, there's just a lot of like aggression, which I tend to like relate to like that kind of drag race shady queen. Mm-hmm. There's a like queens that come in into the seasons and they just think they're better than everybody else so when i see it on drag like season two had a bit of it as well and i was like this isn't this isn't the world we're in you need to stop being catty to each other yeah. this isn't gonna work for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is like there, there there's a the shade factor has like ramped up like they are all very much kind of going for each other um and it is interesting now that it's kind of this is a very like except for Serena moment like in it feels like they all very much respect each other's drag except none of them respected poor formaldehyde's drag and now that formaldehyde is gone like they feel like the the leving the the playing field is level in terms of talent 
but they're all just destroying each other's personality. Like poor Sigourney Beaver, as you're saying, mm. they're like, we welcome AFAB queens into this competition, but not that bitch over there. <laughs> and then Mary, yeah. <laughs> Mary being like, I just want to let you know because I was so rude to you, but it's not because you're a woman. And it's like, well, was it? Really? <laughs> Does that really matter at the end of the day? Like, because of how you were born, I'm rude to you because I hate you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> my hatred to you is much more specific than your gender. Don't worry. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not sexist. I specifically hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, even when, they, when they've when got their pairs, you know, uh, maybe Astrid was asked to do this by the producers, but Astrid was like, are we worried about everybody? And I felt like everyone just stopped and turned in sequence and were like, yeah, you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you not see that one coming, Astrid? Like, support security has been like raked over the hot coals <laughs> and you're giving them another chance to have a go at her. Here, what do you think? Because obviously like the there's the extermination and then there's these like um, fright fest things. What do you think of having those included in the show? Because they aren't really, really like they seem a little bit out of place with the like the boules big like we're so respectful of your art form. We're so we're here to like, you know, build you up as a performer, but also we're going to put leeches on you and make you eat a bulb of garlic. <laughs> it's like it just it, do, it doesn't like great TV, but just sort of seems at odds with their like whole thing. <laughs> I kind of love it. I love, like the bulb of garlic. I was like. Why are they all freaking out so much? Like, that's how much garlic I eat. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're here drinking the blood. Like, that's fine. Oh, garlic. <laughs> um, I kind of like it because it's kind of like taking a mini challenge and applying it to, like, that world. Yeah. Because, like, the blue lights, like, shows and stuff like that can be, like, a bit intense. So I think, like, the extermination is like, we could make you lip sync or <laughs> we could curse your body or we could tattoo you or we could have animals literally eat you <laughs> like, it's so bizarre yeah i guess my my issue with it to a certain degree is like you could have someone who's incredibly talented but they just might not be that ballsy and does that make them less good at the competition but also if it's just stuff like this week where there's no real consequence for not doing well it's just a bit of humiliation then it's no real difference to a mini challenge just because they don't mean anything anymore. And they're just like five minutes of humiliation at this point. So, well, you know, I'd rather eat a bulb of garlic than have Moby put a wind blower on my face. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, <well. laughs> that's a very specific point to make. And I agree. <laughs> I, if I were a saint, I would be livid. It's like, oh, well done, you've won the competition, but the runner-up gets to skip the first episode. To be honest, Dali wasn't going to lose the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I watched Resurrection, I was like, but Dali wasn't dead. But, yeah. but that, where, where's Dali? And I was like, right, Dali is definitely coming back. I, lo- I love Dali. Like, I love his drag. I love everything about him. I love his sex ed he does online. Like, all of this. I love it. So when I saw he didn't die, I was like... Then the first episode, I was like, mm, where's Dally? <laughs> and I saw his drag daughter, and I was like, maybe, maybe it was like he made a deal. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil. And like, his drag daughter got on because of that. Like, maybe. And then they announced that someone else come back, and I was like... No, I, I was delighted to see Dally back, because Dally had... Like, it really was neck and neck between Dally and Saint in, in the Resurrection show. Like, it, I, I was so... I, I, I was happy to say I loved like what Saint did that last the vampire bit had like blew me away but I also really and then when the daddy didn't die there was this like oh the door is still open and then when they didn't arrive last week I was like oh okay right maybe next time maybe they're gonna do an all-stars something like that but yeah bringing them back in this week was was a really fun idea and 
like that look that they did this week, the like creepy sort of like mm. pervy Nosferatu. I like that is my favorite thing. Like the creep across the stage. Like it was so it was like <laughs> comic, it was camp, it was brilliant. The going from the Nosferatu like overcoat with like obviously the Dali Nosferatu yeah. style makeup, and then like revealing this little like late yes. experience yeah. swimsuit. <laughs> I was gone. I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> Looks like it's been in the crypt for like 2,000 years. And I was like, oops, I better come out now. There's a party. <laughs> yeah, and of course we had like that brief glimpse of that, you know, the drag mother-daughter, you know, companionship with Astrid there. And Astrid being like, oh, well, I'm going to do better than you. And like, I don't know, I thought quite bratty was how they came across in this episode yeah. overall. Which duo were you like, okay, we're going to get brilliance from that? I taught Dali and Hoso. Like, I just thought like, <laughs> both of their styles are so amazing and so like kind of like alternative vampire anyway mm-hmm. and obviously we've seen Dali do a vampire before and do it amazingly yeah. so like so I was like mm, this is going to be good but then I was worried at the same time because I was like obviously Nosferatu Dali has that kind of alternative Nosferatu style so I was like I hope it's not like he doesn't go I'm going to do something different because I'm so nosferatu anyway yeah but then he came out full Nosferatu and I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, I'd say they were my two favourites in the main challenge. I just thought there was a great story between them. They There was kind of like that, because Hozu was a lot more feminine. There was like this play off each other and her daddy was like being a sort of creep at a distance. And I just thought Hozu looked fantastic. They both looked fantastic and I thought they both just really served in the performance. Yeah, they, they were the only two who's like little... Because I because the whole thing, because it all happened on the one stage, it was a little bit like I didn't know where my eye... My, my eye I didn't know where to look. And it was like their actual storyline, their narrative, you, you kind of followed what was happening with them in a way that you didn't really with um, many of the other ones. I think they both did a reveal at the same time as well, which was like, okay, so they're also in sync, which yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the double reveal for such alternative looks. Like, the looks were so different. And then they revealed at the same time. I was like, you still yeah, look yeah. completely different. But fair play. And then I like that Hosey took off the Oh, the swimming cap. Like, I love that. So, that just looks so cute. The cap. <laughs> but again, a really similar silhouette to each other in different styles. Because obviously, Dali is bald. And like, that kind of... Their silhouette was suddenly really similar. Um, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that was really strong. I thought then the, the second strongest pairing were... Saint and La Zavaleta I thought they were incredibly well choreographed with each other and they both just looked like two hot vampires just chilling and having fun yeah <laughs> yeah I do think like Saint quite in my eyes anyway quite clearly pulled ahead in the pairing but the two of them were quite good together like they kept it synchronized they danced together perfectly like it was like a whole unit but as you said the whole thing happening on the one stage was not what I expected no. I expected like a performance because you know what usually they do the runway where they cut between them and it's like really cool looking it's not boring because you're just looking at the one person mm. um i thought it was going to be that i thought it was going to be like the two like every group did it one by one and like had this whole moment but then i was like let's put them all on the stage <laughs> yeah. at the same time and see if they'll, anything they'll get about a half a foot of space <laughs> each to like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me a bit of strictly i don't know if you watch strictly but there's sometimes the series like an episode where they all have to do like the tango throw down and they all have to tango on the stage at the same time and you're like oh where are we supposed to look at i'm so trained to look at one person at the same time that's the kind of vibes i was getting from this challenge and salty you only get to see like little bits of it then Mm. like i feel like you got to see like the whole lot of them at times but then it's shown like oh this person doing bad but you might be missing somebody else doing something interesting and then it was like 
yeah what's happening no, i think i would have preferred to see like little like more dedicated clips of each of the pairings because i do think there's some of them say um coco and mary obviously i think if they had been on the stage on their own and been working together they might have been able to do something like they might have been able to give something more interesting whereas obviously they were both freaking out about the amount of space mary cherry was like constantly fixing her hat thing and then coco was basically lying on the ground behind her so it was like there was no way that you could see what they were doing really um so you like it, it, we didn't feel sort of like there was fairs because the ones then who were positioned in the center like they will have had more of the judge's attention um not that the judges seem to to bring a huge amount to with our guest judges this week. I'm so into blood right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when I saw the guest judges announced, I was like, what? The only time I've ever liked Vanessa Hudgens was when she made that joke about herself. I was like, fair play, because you were rinsed online for being tokenistic. So at least you can call that out yourself. <laughs> yeah. what, was, what was the line you loved, uh, James? Oh God, I can't remember. Fortunately, you texted me so I can read it out. This is something I would wear to a club, so it's iconic. Yeah. Oh, that was the other woman, the like the other woman. She's like, oh my God, this is something I'd wear to a club, so it's iconic. It's like, yeah, oh, love yeah. yourself, sis, love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on, instantly iconic. <laughs> but back to Mary and Coco, like again, primed by Drag Race as to a good at a bad at a who's going home. I thought Mary was going home in this in this episode. I didn't like the the mermaid look. I know the judges were like it was regular because it was definitely unique, and I respect that. You know, I would actually lead to their opinion more than me. Whereas I'm kind of used to the traditional vampire, so I was kind of like, that doesn't read vampire to me. And they did look like they were floundering on stage. So when I heard they were safe, I was a bit surprised. A mermaid floundering. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I got I got the kind of concept of being like a vampire mermaid. So like they're coming out of the depths as this like evil fish mermaid thing, but I just I don't think it was enough like vampire mermaid to it. It was kind of just yeah. mermaid, and then the dress was unmovable and the headpiece kept falling down. It was like it yeah. was like everything was going against her. Like even if the both of them were on the stage on their own, what would she have done? Yeah, she would have just sort <laughs> of <couldn't> stood there, <laughs> and Coco would have been able to dance around her. But I, now I don't. I understand based on like even what the Boulets have said and what other people have said in the the in, in the show that like Mary Cherry is a big deal. Like she seems to be like kind of a we'll say a Bianca Del Rio character, someone who comes in with a like the way they're like, forget about the fact that you're legendary, forget about all that stuff and just be here in the moment. And I was like, I don't know, like I suppose because I don't have the context for that, I'm looking at what she's done the last two weeks and being like, this is a little messy by comparison to to everyone else. Like there's like it's it's okay if it if it lacks polish, but it needs to have like intent behind it and there's or character. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that was kind of for, with me this week. I just was I and I absolutely love Coco. I think Coco is like phenomenal, has like everything I want. Um, and when they were paired together, I was just really worried that she was going to bring her down. And I loved her interpretation of the vampire, which again, wasn't the traditional vampire. It was like the Nicki Minaj vampire bat. Yes. And I and loved that. that. Yeah. Those ears were amazing. Like she's just like I'm gonna have ears coming down my head. It was very like the little vampire. Her attitude towards the whole thing from the moment she was paired with Coco was very negative. And I think yes, that yeah. kind of show throughout the whole thing was like I don't really want to be here with you. 
And I was like, yeah. okay. But it made, like, the editing of it made her look really bitter. Whether she actually was that bitter or whether, like, there was a lot going on before they got to talk to her, but was very like, this is the worst experience of my life. Like, I mean, I'm, when you mentioned the little vampire there, I was just thinking, like, there, there that's more my, my vampiric references. Like that, and Mona the vampire. <laughs> like, that's fragile. Obviously, it was far over my head. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with vampires. So when I saw the episode, it was, like, about vampires. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, what about uh, Bitter Betty? I thought, you know, when you saw her head bubble and that wig came flying off, I know my, you know, I felt real bad, and I was worried that I was going to bring Jay down with her too. But I kind of, th- I kind of saw them the least I felt on the on the stage. Yeah, you didn't see much of them, and at the minute, I'm still like Jade. Should you be here? So like, I'm I'm ignoring her for a second. Um, but like, I thought mm. Betty's wig was supposed to come off. Because it looked like she was in a bald cap. Obviously, it was a mistake. But when that yeah. happened, I kind of because it had been part of it. I wondered if there had been, like, or even if there had been, there had been supposed to be like a different wig underneath that had also come off or something like that. Like there was like a, a reveal that had gone wrong. Because um, yeah, Nosferatu was bald, I thought maybe the wig came off to reveal like it looked like a very perfectly bald head. Very, <laughs> very much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Astrid and Sigourney I didn't see much of them either I got some more of Sigourney and again I was constantly rooting for her because I was like hopefully she's the the bullying isn't like a prelude to her going home but uh, they just seemed to just be just shaking those hips mm. back and forth like there wasn't a whole like journey that they brought us on in the presentation yeah there was a lot of like seeing one of them completely without the other like if yeah they yeah were separate people and I just kept being like who were they paired with like what's going on? Because I loved her outfit, the like yes. swimsuit was so yeah. fun. Pinstripey, yeah. And then she looked, the, like, she, she looked amazing. And Astrid, like, was like wearing. obviously didn't wear the outfit that she wanted to wear. We 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 get a, a mouthful that we've heard that it was it was very similar to this week uh, on on Drag Race UK when Scarlett decided to start like telling all the jokes she would have told if she'd had time. It's like at that point it's too late. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear it. But um, like there was an, a really obvious like quality dip in terms of the the outfit that Astrid was wearing and the look that Astrid was putting on. And I think that you really noticed it after that like Xenomorph thing last week, which had been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jade's look, was Jade's look a reference to some like Hanna-Barbera car- cartoon or something like that? Like it, it felt like I recognized that character. Jade's look was a reference to a few different vampire characters. So, like, it's the way I would design a vampire. So, like, I was when I saw, it, I was like, I'm actually impressed by Jade doing this. It's like a vampire bat. Yes, so actually, generally, but like, she was like taking the vampire bat like shapes of the face and like bringing it into her face, okay. and that's been done like Underworld and different movies and stuff to like create this kind of really vampiric. Like Van Helsing, the movie did it as well. Like they're not yeah. very big movies, but like this kind of like pairing it with the animalistic side of vampires so it's kind of like oh just pulled some actual monster shit out of the bag here kind of impressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> questionable but <laughs> yeah. it was the combination of the, the the that that facial um prosthetics and the color chosen and then that outfit that i seem to like maybe it's a thing that i've just made up but it's like i seem to remember there was like a cartoon hanna-barbera style thing involving a teenage vampire girl that like had a face like that but anyway maybe i just invented it who knows it's my intellectual Copyright property now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh in the top 
if we're going, yeah, I don't, we don't, I don't know if there's a similar drag race or dragula terminology for this. We're just gonna stick to tops and bottoms. So in the top was Saint uh, Dali, there's Avaletta and Hozo, and in the bottom was Betty, Coco, and um, Astrid. Uh, I couldn't really argue with these. I thought the judges had a pretty spot on. I probably would have given Dali or Hozo the win, but other yeah. overall, I thought it was pretty spot on. Yeah, I felt like the. Especially like Dali, Hozo, and Saint, I felt like they were like very obvious tops yeah. for the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Coco ended up in the bottom instead of Mary. Of Mary, yeah. Because like mm. they literally said, oh, "You did more," and you were like doing loads, but we didn't see you do it. But they like gave yeah. this whole like critique when she was when she was safe. Like you're safe, but <laughs> like, it was that, like that's what <laughs> made me wonder if they're like if if she has walked in there with some legendary status that they kind of are like they don't want to put her into the bottom in the early episodes because perhaps she has some kind of a because I did I thought that was really unusual i get it though probably for the attitude that coco had throughout the episode and the sort of bitterness to, that that seemed to emanate perhaps they were reading that offer as well and that could be quite off-putting um i would have liked if they had given dali and hoso a joint win just out of respect for the fact that they worked so well together and put on something that yeah. kind of worked as a pairing um mm even if they were judging everyone individually to figure out who was in the bottom, like I think to sort of say as a pair, you two did really well, uh, would have would have been my preference. After that, then when they go to untuck, so to speak, we get a big ego reaction is how, how I would call it from Astrid. I mean, she called it a panic attack. Look, I don't know what's going on in your head, but that's not normally how I imagine panic attacks to manifest. It was just nasty. And I just imagine Bitter Betty was over in the corner being like, fuck my drag. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay then. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was kind of funny because like they obviously showed her talking about one drag not being about performance and entertainment. Okay, pop off. <laughs> um, the fact that like she she talks about this whole like DIY making your own stuff and whether it works or doesn't work, it's all about that. And then she made her own outfit and it was shocking. And yeah. then like she goes off like, this is a panic attack. And I'm like, I don't know, like during my panic attacks, I'm usually not as vocal. <laughs> like, I'm screaming at everybody in the room. I'm usually a bit, you know, like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm die. Not like, ah, you're a horrible person. You're a horrible person. None of you should be here. I should win. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we got a, we got a great Bianca Del Rio moment, I thought, from Liz Avaletta, where she pulled, was it Sigourney or Betty aside? It was Hoso. Hoso, you're right, yeah aside and basically gave her some advice and then was like but don't tell anybody i was nice yeah <laughs> you know? that, that was a great like moment such a bitch like last week when she was in the bottom yeah. i was like please go home because the aggression of you like she like was coming for people for who they were for their drag for like the fact that they were breeding the, like, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing sitting over there you should be dead like it was like really yeah. aggressive and she came back in this week and was really aggressive still and i was like okay we need to and then she's like everybody deserves to be here and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) and you think astrid's behavior fed into the decision of the judges because it's like ostensibly in terms of track record astrid won the first episode and betty's been in the bottom three twice but yet betty survives but that's the outcome i wanted because i was like don't let the brat in and i feel if it was drag race the you know like in drag race canada recently isis surviving over 
um Oceana. Ocean. Yeah. It's like it's on it doesn't feel good when the person you don't like survives just because they have a better track record yeah. sometimes. And I'm glad that the judges sent her home. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is very like they do the whole like it's weekly. It was the same on Globe for us. Like it was very like this is challenge by challenge. And if you do bad, you do bad. I feel like part of the reason why Astrid lost was like, for me, I watched those um, exterminations like so closely because obviously they're all getting hurt. Like what is happening here? <laughs> but like um, Betty went in and like put her whole arm into that yeah. tub and like was scooping them up and she had them all over her chest, the leeches. Like she was like scooping up the leeches. She had them all over her chest. She was like pulling that one off her chest. When she was pulling the one off her chest, I was like, oh, she's going to go home because she's like ref- like trying to take it off. But then like you get the shot of Astrid and only half of her arm, like it's just oh, on yeah, top just, of like, the water. Just, like, yeah. Mm. And I was like, come on. Like they want to see you get hurt. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah no and i think like you have to go in with the, the the mindset of like everything like this is all like horror and gore but everything we're being asked to do is safe and has been assessed for safety so i can like shove myself in here to this tank if i want to stay here bad enough and nothing's go- i'm not going to die these these leeches aren't poison um well, i was kind of worried that i was like do we know that they're not going to get lyme disease from this like are we sure those leeches were all vaccinated and they've been socially distant <laughs> up until that point okay so no one's gonna end up like avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> people used to use leeches for you know medical reasons so i guess it couldn't be that bad yeah uh, people use a lot of things for medical reasons yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> oh my god the way like it filled up with blood i was like that is so disgusting Ugh. And the way when, like, how hard it seemed to actually pull them off. Like, when Bitty Betty was pulling that out from her cleavage, I was like, oh, wow, they stick it was on. Fun. Like, you could see the mm. little holes of where it is. I was like, yeah, no, I wasn't enjoying that. Like, it was terrifying. I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like that bad of a thing. It's going to, like, bite you, whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, this is why you have to go into these shows and never end up in the bomb. Right, well, before we let you go, who do you think is going to win? Or, and who are you rooting to, for to win? I can't help but root for Dali and Saint. Like, I just yeah. feel like they're going in there so much more themselves than they were on their seasons. Like, Saint was so, like, yeah. frazzled on her season. Dali was the same. Dali was, like, a, a regular drag queen on her season. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what was that? Like, who was that person? So, like, I just really hope that they, like, excel in this. Um, but I also love, like, Hosu and who else is that I was liking? I kind of love Betty, just as a person. Love Betty's talking heads. Feels like a sort of a friendly waitress that you might run into at like an American (laughs) diner. Kind of feels like that first episode didn't really happen. Because it's like, here we are, episode three, still nine people left and the first winner's gone home. So it's kind of been like, formaldehyde went home. So it was like, bring your your child to work day for the first episode. Bye, formaldehyde. (laughs) No, it was literally, we have to have one masked queen. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just do an episode dedicated to sending home a masked queen. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll bring on Dali. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> do you think that a masked queen could win Dracula? Or do you think that the the obstacles of having like not being able to emote is sort of too much to overcome? Because personally, I, I feel like that obstacle probably would be too much to try and overcome over the period of like eight or nine weeks of a competition. Um, so you'd need to be so, some sort of a mega creative person to be able to do that. Yeah, I do think like Formaldehydes and was it Jofska yeah. from last season? Um, their mask skills were, are quite good. Like you see them online all the time. They're quite amazing. But I think 
for formaldehyde for last week, it was very, I don't know, trying to add a nurse aspect. I know the needles were saw reference, but like trying to add, add like a very specific nurse aspect to the saw doll character was like, what? Like what's happening here? I think Yovska was doing well in her season, but like it's hard to come up with new big like over top mask full costumes because she was going down like mask goes into the full costume. So I think that was a struggle. But I think they could like <laughs> anything's possible on Dragula. <laughs> I'd like to see a mask challenge. Like if they kind of find that, you know, maybe mask queens aren't going to win, maybe like force all the queens there to do a mask challenge and come up with something. I think that could be a really fun way of getting more mask content well yeah mask challenge it'd be very like the whole milk thing milk comes out with facial hair they hate it the next season they make everybody come out with facial hair yeah that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what i want to see exactly well we could chat all day but we have to let you go uh glenn edward thank you so much for joining us i want to tell people what you have coming up where people can see your halloween look all that sort of stuff i kind of have nothing coming up but you can check out my instagram and tiktoks and i will be posting stuff because i have done some halloween looks today super um Open that will take off. Queer one on Instagram. And yeah. same for TikTok? Yes, it's the exact same on TikTok. Right. Okay. Well, after the break, James and I will be discussing the latest episode of Drag Race Canada. Okay. Canada time. Um, I actually found this like for an acting challenge. I thought this was really good. Like, this is possibly one of the best. I completely agree. I was so surprised. Mm, yeah <laughs> like it was funny it was well written um like i i i loved the, all the like the cliche bits from the yeah it was good it was well casted everything was you know great well done i i and, and an actual like surprise with jimbo coming in the end yeah completely um now i figured that they probably couldn't have jimbo more involved because of like restrictions and stuff like it would have been fun to like actually have some on-camera stabbings going on but i'm assuming that like mm-hmm. with the the way stuff was they probably couldn't have done that but yeah like that was that was really fun i enjoyed it a lot um my favorite episode of this season of canada for sure has made me really warm to lots of the cast members um particularly Coco, no, Coco Amor. Uh, oh my God. Amor. Amor. Kimora Amor. Co- I'm thinking of Coco, because Coco was my, Coco Kane. Coco Kane is my favorite mm-hmm. in Dragula. Coco Amor. Kimora Amor. Kimora Amor. Like, honestly, with those plaits going on throughout the episode, I just could not stop looking at her. She was so adorable. Uh, and then I actually also really liked the the character that she did, the, like, like a Brainiac character. Um, yeah. Like, I honestly, was this week had a bit of that season one flair where i was like i don't really want any of you queens to go home yeah absolutely and i have actually i wrote down as well i was like i have to say i think you know we we saw the meet the queens and you kind of have an idea of who's the filler queen who's the final four queen i have to say at this point i have no idea like i probably would have had pythia and adriana as probably mid outs but they're they're two winners now isis i probably was like that's a bit of a mid table so like the mid tablers seem to have the wins and the people you thought were top four is like Stephanie and Cynthia Kiss possibly are both in the bottom two. So it's very, it's very up in the air. Yeah, it really is. I'm very, very sad to see Stephanie go. I really enjoyed the energy they had and just like, like they had, they had such a confidence to them. I did love their looks. I got with the judges. The other thing I liked about this, oh my God, can we just take a moment to appreciate good judging? Like... I, I have felt as if we have had like such like erratic all over the place like production led ju- judging on some of the other seasons that it was nice to actually be like oh those comments make sense 
oh, that's constructive. Oh, I actually agree with what you're saying. So I was like, even though the two that were in the bottom, I was like, I'm sorry, both of them are in the bottom. I also was able to be like, well, I understand this and I agree, which is something that I haven't been able to say about Drag Race in a while. <laughs> yeah. And unlike Oshan Aqua Black, it was like, look, I didn't want Stephanie to, to go either, but I was like, arguably she was the worst in the challenge. I quite liked her latex Dorothy. I did, yeah. And... Uh, so I was like fair enough but then I was like Cynthia I think probably did. I don't know I the, the bottom three I had agreed with even though I didn't want any of them to go the bottom two I kind of agreed with even though I didn't want any of them to go and Cynthia or Stephanie I think did worse in the lip sync so she had to go but I didn't want her to go so in that case I'm like fair enough you know she did the worst but I don't feel cheated like I did last week I guess is what I'm saying yeah no that, that's exactly where I'm at too um, but I also liked the the sort of Hey, Facebook new branding. I liked the meta-ness of the um of the uh, when this comes out next week. It's the challenge. It's not going to be. It's not going to be as as, as of the moment. Hot topic. But I like the meta-ness of the challenge. Like I thought it was fun. Like having them actually doing the the impersonations of the judges. Um, <laughs> and I liked that it was based around like a drag race competition. I thought that was super fun. Also, like I mean, obviously they've planned it so that it would tie in with Halloween. And I do wish that they'd done like a Halloween. Like it would have been fun to have like a Halloween themed runway as well um, mm-hmm. but some of the, like the good girls gone bad looks were really good like I loved Pythia's look I thought it was great um, and it did like knock Kylie Gender like out of the um, like out of the water uh, in terms of that like transformation from nun into devil but yeah like overall I don't really have yeah. I, I don't really have anything negative to say about this episode I just really enjoyed it and I really like that's the yeah. first acting challenge that yeah. I've really enjoyed since I mean, I don't even know when the last good acting challenge was. <laughs> I really enjoyed Gia's molding Hollywood glamour. I thought that was a very clever way of Good Girl Gone Bad. Uh, even though we uh, we don't really use that expression, I still appreciated. Like it was like I've never really seen a moldy look before. I thought that was sort of yeah. fun. I didn't get why Eve had grey skin. Yeah, now I think that was grayscale that just didn't work out because normally you've got like a like I think that it needed more sh- like okay hey I'm not a makeup artist if we had a if we had if we if we st- if Glenn Edwards was able to stick around to chat to us now about this uh, we would have been <laughs> able to get into it but uh, like I think that that was probably just a like a makeup decision that maybe didn't read as nuanced as she would have liked because I'm like I'm doing a comparison of it to say detox at the season five finale detox. and it's like okay that's kind of what you're looking for where it's like real shaded i loved the fact that it was like the grayscale with the pop of color though i thought that was a really clever idea mm. but i did think that the like it was she looked like she'd just been painted gray like she looked like she'd just been painted like dark gray um and, and i thought that that sort of that was a bit distracting then yeah and although i loved adriana's like the detail and the intricacy of it I didn't get the bad the bad girl. Was it just the, the contacts that made her the bad girl? Was it the arc of Marie Antoinette? I think it was ra- the being arc. Raised? No, I think it was okay. the, it was like kind of the idea of like this bad bitch who's all like let them eat cake, like that kind of idea of this woman okay. who's so like self involved and doesn't care. And then like I did like the fact that it was like her head in the platter, like so it was like I thought it was very clever and witty. Like I thought it was gorgeous. Mm. The details were all there. It was camp. It had a storyline, and I I just thought that it was really fantastic um but yeah i do i know like a lot of them kind of took this notion of kind of like like a transformation from a good girl into a bad girl whereas she was the only one who basically was just like 
it's more in the storyline rather than in like a reveal mm. which I also enjoyed I would have liked someone to do the good girl gone bad album cover by Rihanna I think that would have been fun yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah look I know it was a good runway and I think they're showing that they're a really creative interpreters of the of the challenge which I think is fun one of my favorite lines as well is this would have been my opening line if this was the main episode on the feed would have been stress like a Simpson that Cynthia Kiss said I thought that was a great one <laughs> yeah. yeah no I, I did I did like that <laughs> I'm also really liking Amanda Bruegel on the judging panel I, I'm yeah she really came to her own this episode yeah I thought. yeah yeah she did Next time, watch the episode. <laughs> yeah. Fifi Dobson, did you heard of her? No, I hadn't heard of her. And actually, um, when I like saw the promo for it, um, I and I think it glanced past her. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, what's her face? Who was on Dragula this week? Um, oh my oh, god! The DJ. No, no, the the oh, or Vanessa. The, Vanessa Hudgens I thought it was Vanessa Hudgens For a brief minute And I was like Because she had the okay. same Kind of like squinchy face And I was like That's mad That she's on both of these history. <laughs> But no I'd never heard of your one um, Phoebe And her song You know She was very impassioned To the fact that They were covering it. her song I enjoyed it I enjoyed and her like <laughs> Sort of like breakdown moment Of whoever goes home You're all winners Yeah there was a real Ego trip there Was there to be like Oh my god These people like me They really like me They're singing my song It's like It's kind of contractually Obliged there Phoebe <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah and even like To throw back to our Conversation plan There was even an Osferatu reference On the runway That I was like Oh god Everyone else knows Osferatu Just not me <laughs> There you go There you go Oh right, that's everything For Canada It's, it's it's like just like a good episode, not gone bad. Yeah, it was, and refreshing as well because after um, like UK last week, you you just are kind of like you're you're primed for kind of watching a show and being kind of frustrated by it, and it was nice just to watch an episode and really enjoy it, um, and just kind of find, you know. Every 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 aspect and element of it flowed well together. I liked their like. Um, I also liked in reference to our chat with Shane Dan Byrne the fact that they were taking the piss out of the mirror moments where they were like, "I went to the docks and I and it's like mm. my mother." Like it was just like how overblown they got. Like I thought they they took the piss out of themselves in a really nice way, but then they actually managed to also have like a really genuine kind of conversation about kind of coming out people coming out to their father and people's fathers kind of like coming around so which i was just sort of like this is you know it felt much more naturally brought up than you know um vanity milan being all like hey guys do you know the way in the challenge this week we did that and also we're all gay like it was just like it felt like a natural conversation which i, which I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed and we have a new story in the form that adriana's dad catfished her boyfriend like that's I a, also, i'm like did he get picked that's, that's a twist that's what i want to know to get picks. <laughs> I guess it was just to troll, to troll via another yeah. account. But yeah, God, that's some dedication. That is true. That's a that's a new that's a new version of that's a that's a. Also, how fucking mental would you have to be? I know. Honestly, I know. what it's like, but like, what is that internal monologue being like? Oh, he's gay. I hate him. I need to send him hate, but I can't do it from my own account. Yeah, I suppose it built into it is a recognition of the fact that the thing you're doing is insane. So it's like you know that you you know the thing you're doing is insane. So you're gonna try and hide it. Right. Well, I think that's everything for this week. Um, I kind of feel bad. Now, poor Canada gave us good episodes, and they only got like ten minutes out of us. But you know, we had it was yeah. <laughs> more because we were just so obsessed to, and chatting with Glenn. 
Um, so anyway, we'll be back yeah. next week. We'll give Canada more time then. Let us know your thoughts um, in the workroom. Give us a shout. Who are you liking? Who do you, who do you think is going to win? It's very difficult to call. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this one myself. So mm. it'll be interesting to hear what people think about who's going to win. Um, and also don't forget to, to, to check out our live show over over on the link in our bio on, on Instagram. You can come along and join us in person yeah. if you are uh, based in and around the Dublin area. Keen will put you up in his new house if you're living outside of it. <laughs> and if you think you're going and you've only just signed up, uh, we sent a discount code to, out to people. So I'll try to send that out again to the new sign near uppers. Uh, but if you want to buy tickets and I haven't sent it to you, just give us an email at sissythatpod at gmail.com and I can send you the discount code for tickets. And that's exclusively to our little work roomies. We shall chat to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.